You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 102 and 103. Woo! I mean, I'm excited. (laughs) It's the beginning of a new volume. It's got Kazuma on the front. Oh, that's true. It's If you're reading the special edition ones, it has Hana and Uo on on the front still. It's like partway through. I guess it's the halfway point in that volume. We're (laughs) going to do our summary and the discussion of the... Uh, a spoiler-free discussion that's spoilery discussion today just like usual to be sweet <laughs> we're running out of banter these days only only <laughs> animal crossing dog <laughs> that's right oh he has banter <laughs> yeah he does okay chapter 102 opens with machi's narration it's almost spring but the snow still fell i hate it when the snow builds up all that white spread over everything the perfection that expands undisturbed i hate it in the classroom, Machi sees a brand new box of white chalk sticks, and her eyes widen and become almost enraged. She knocks the box off the table, scattering the chalk. In the student council room, the kids talk about how graduation is almost here. Guys, shut up and listen to this important thing I have to say, Kakeru says. When the snow gets thick enough, we should have a snowball fight, or better yet, a skating tournament. We'll freeze the halls and have races, and I'll never lose. Ha ha ha. That's stupid, Nao yells, and Yuki's like, that's stupid. <laughs> Man, now I'm depressed. I guess I'll go to sleep, Kakuru replies. Nuki's like, don't. And Kimi's like, if you buy her a bag, Kimi will let you use her lab. <laughs> now it's like, everyone stop horsing around. And where's Karagi? Some girls show up with boxes and tell the student council that Machi is busy cleaning up the chalk that she spilled. The girls complain, specifically to Yuki, about Machi and the chalk. And they say that there's a rumor that she tried to kill her little brother. It can't be true. Kimi will always believe in Machi, Kimi says. Machi arrives and then runs off when she realizes that they were talking about her. Now it's like, see, it's totally true. It can't be. Kimi believed in you, Kimi says. (laughs) Immediately flipping. (laughs) In the hall, Machi remembers her parents holding her younger brother and saying, You've always been jealous of him, haven't you? I thought so. Let's put some distance between you two. It's for your own good. I'm sure you'll do better on your own. Machi looks a bit younger than now. Her eyes are empty as they speak to her. Later, Yuki and Kakiru walk down the street in the snow together. Kakiru says that what the girl said is pretty close to the truth. Machi has a younger brother, his half-brother, and the family decided that he's the heir, and got out that Machi was jealous and tried to kill him. They decided to then make her live by herself. Unbelievable, huh? He says. And he heard the story from his parents, so it might be a bit biased. Hey, wanna try asking Machi, he suggests, and Yuki's like, huh? And then Kakiru explains that they can just go to her place. She might talk to Yuki about it. Yuki protests and she lives alone, and Kakiru's like, Oh, relax! Nothing's gonna get aroused in that place. And Kakiru comments on how the snow is piling up. Yuki leans on him and is like, Please stop changing subjects. <laughs> Kakiru says that it just reminded him of something. There was once a family reunion on a day like today, and he went outside because the conversation was dull. Mati was outside too, and she was walking around making footprints. She was very serious about it. She never said anything. I wonder why she bothered, Kakiru says. They ring Machi's doorbell, and Machi answers. Kakiru smiles, and Yuki looks nervous. Star Moon Sun! <laughs> Machi screams. <laughs> and tries to slam the door. <laughs> Kakiru rolls it open and says, Pardon the intrusion. I hope that people <laughs> know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it wasn't like uh, the uh, like obvious, like, uh, <laughs> like Kyo's like, circle square triangle. It's a Qbert language. Yes. <laughs> But it was just like, yeah, it was hilarious to me. <laughs> Kakiru holds the door open and says, Pardon the intrusion over Machi screaming. <laughs> Machi protests as Kakiru invites Yuki into her crazily messy apartment. This place is still a sty. My socks won't turn black, will they? Kakiru sasses her. And she's like, go away. As a side note, they have never been more sibling-like than in this scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything about this is sibling-like. I think I have a comment. I wrote this, this these notes yesterday and I totally forgot what I wrote. 
but I think that I said something about Kakiru's brother energy at some point in this. Yeah. <laughs> Yuki smiles at her. This brings back memories. A forest of decay. Go home, she says. <laughs> Check it out, Kakiru says. Here, Union. And he holds him. So- he hands something. <laughs> and Yuki unfurls what he handed him. And it turns out to be one of Machi's bras. And their expressions are priceless. Oh, this is where I wrote Kakiru's brother energy. <laughs> It seems like something a brother would do. <laughs> Machi grabs Yuki's shirt and he's like, how is this my fault? All right, I don't have to take out the trash, Kakuri says later with a salute. Face still red with a hand slap mark from Machi and a bonk on the head from Yuki. <laughs> Machi asks if they came all the way there to clean and Yuki says no. Then you came to ask about what those girls said, she says. Do whatever you want. You can believe it or not. I don't care. No one believed me, Machi thinks. Not even my parents. So I won't try to do anything about it now. I don't care anymore. Machi sits in her bed with her f- fists clenched. Yuki stands and tapes what looks like a sliding door or window beside her. It's kind of hard to tell. It's like cut off in the scene. In most of these scenes. Mm-hmm. Do you hate things that are in order, Machi? Yuki asks. Snowy roads, organized rooms, stuff like that. Do you hate perfection? Machi's eyes widen. Y- yes, it scares me, she says. And she remembers words from her childhood, being told to be perfect at all times. She thinks that she was always nervous, that if she wasn't perfect, she would get in trouble. I felt like I was being threatened, she says. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't stand it. There were times that I was desperate to live up to her expectations, but now now she has my little brother. Machi remembers her mother talking to another woman, with Machi beside her. I finally have the son I always wanted, her mother says. I'm so relieved. To be honest, Machi is a little, you know, she has no individuality. Such a dull child. She's average in everything. All she can do is study. Such a waste. Why'd you say those things? Machi asks her mother. I was just doing what you told me to do. I thought I was working hard for you, mother. You make it sound like it's my fault, Machi's mother says, like I did something wrong. But it might be my fault. Maybe there was something wrong with the way I raised you, she says, and Machi is disappointed. In another memory, Machi stands in a tidy room. That wasn't what I wanted you to say, she thinks. I don't know what to do. Machi starts to get anxious in the memory and her eyes widen and she sweats. What should I, the mistake, do? What can I do? Where should I go? Machi knocks things to the floor and tears the curtains off the hinges. At the end of the memory, she kneels on the floor. In the present... Machi kneels on her bed, head down. Yuki kneels beside her on the floor. You worked very hard, haven't you? You worked and worked. You gave it everything you had, and now the Machi that I know exists on this earth. That makes me happy. Yuki smiles a soft smile. You really gave it everything you had, didn't you? And he pats her on the head. She looks toward him. I never thought I'd be praised, she thinks. I never thought the day would come when I'd be praised. I'm imperfect, warped, a waste, and yet there was someone who would still praise me. Machi cries. I thought he might be cold. I thought he'd catch a cold. I was just putting a blanket on him. I was just trying to cover my sleeping brother. In Machi's memory, she's about to tuck in her sleeping brother with a blanket, and her mother comes in and yells, What are you doing? You see the memory again of her parents saying that they thought she was jealous. But, Machi says to Yuki in the present, They'd already decided on how I felt. Nothing could get through to them, but I was never jealous of my baby brother. Machi buries her her face in her hands. Okay, Yuki says. Okay. Kakiru is returned and sits outside the room, listening to them talk. If the snow keeps piling up, Yuki says, we can go make footprints in it together, all right? He smiles and she looks at him, still teary. I promise, he says. Kakiru's phone rings suddenly. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry, I got an email, damn it, and you guys were just about to kiss, weren't you? The snow didn't pile up, Machi narrates it all melted away. Later, at a student council meeting, Machi sits next to Yuki. A fresh box of chalk is set on the table in front of her, and without skipping a beat in the announcement that sheet that Yuki's reading, he reaches over into the box and breaks a stick of chalk in half. I wonder, Machi thinks, will he remember until the next time it snows? I wonder if he'll walk with me. 
She looks down and blushes. I wish it would snow. I wish it would pile up. That was the first time Ashley hoped for it. That's the end of chapter 102. Aww. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so good! I screamed into the microphone. <laughs> I narrated myself. <laughs> he likes Yuki, too, obviously. It's like, why not burb? Why machi? <laughs> <laughs> Rat and burb. Should be together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Toru has, like, a little, um, like, a symbol. Like, she has a little, like... Onigiri, I feel like the student council should have little symbols, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mm-hmm. don't know what that would be, but... Yeah. Hana and Yuo have their little, little too. symbols, too. Fish and flower. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kimi's just like a bag of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now is um, a traffic ticket. Uh, Kakeru is like a water gun. <laughs> and Machi... Hmm, what would Machi be? Maybe like a... <laughs> <laughs> like a broken, like a really short, stubby pencil that's like broken in half or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Such random things. <laughs> a red ribbon that's slightly frayed on the end, so that it's not perfect. How's my assessment? <laughs> Good? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're like, no comment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chapter. Let's go do talk about something else. <laughs> Chapter 103 opens with Yuki apologizing to a girl who's confessed her feels for him. The girl cries and leaves and Yuki walks down the hall sadly. We see the narration. I've been thinking about it for a long time because we were close to having to say goodbye. What did I want to get across to you the most? The one I love. Motoko Minagawa, to whom this narration belongs, catches Yuki in the hallway and asks to speak to him after school in the courtyard. <laughs> Yuki is surprised and he says that he'll meet her. He's about to say something else, but then she takes off cheerfully and says she'll be waiting. Now and Kakiru show up in the hallway, and Motoko wishes him good luck with all their student council duties as she leaves. What's all this, Yunyun? Kakiru asks, leaning on Yuki. Another summons? I'm so dense, Yuki says. What, you just figured out how she feels now? You're more than dense, Kakiru says. In the council room, Motoko's feelings for Yuki are all the hot goss, and Kimi says <laughs> that it's selfish. Kakiru says that she'll feel better once she gets dumped, and people can feel bad for her. Kimi says it must be hard for Yuki. He's been getting summoned a lot for confessions the last few days, and he's been super gloomy the whole time. It's because I can do nothing but hurt those girls, he says, dismayed. Now slams the wall with his hand. I hate to break it to you, but it's only fair that you should shoulder that kind of karma. You may hurt people, but no matter what, you're at the top of the social ladder. Whoa, what's all this, Chibi? Kakuru asks. Are you jealous because you're unpopular yourself, Chibi? And now is like, stop calling me Chibi. So I'm short, so I haven't gotten taller than my sister. Is that so wrong? Don't short people have a right to exist? I didn't say anything, Yuki says. <laughs> That's right, Nachan, Kimi comments. It's not your height or your face. A man's charm comes from the size of his wallet. And now, like, Scream complains that his upbringing was average, not like some somas with all their family assets. And Kimi points out that Nao must have a crush on someone that's in love with Yuki to be so jealous of him. Kakiru points out that he did say that he was Yuki's rival. This is stupid, Nao says, and he runs out of the council room, which Kakiru interprets as confirmation. <laughs> Kimi wonders who Nao likes, and Kakiru quote-unquote consoles Yuki by patting his head and saying that there's nothing he can do Nothing that he can do will change Nao's mind and that he's a bad guy in Nao's head. Could it be that Nao likes Kimi? Kimi says, and Kakiru's like, I'm pretty sure it's not you. Yuki remembers thinking the same way about Kyo and looks down, sadly, and Machi notices. Kimi and Kakiru continue to bicker. Yuki sighs and Machi stares at him and then lifts her hand nervously like she might reach out to console him. But before she can do anything, Kimi pushes her out of the way and says, Yuki likes Kimi, right? And Yuki sasses her for pushing Machi. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. Outside of the courtyard, Motoko thinks, when the day comes that I graduate, my place in the school becomes someone else's. What it means to graduate is to say goodbye. Yuki meets her outside and apologizes for keeping her waiting. 
She's not sure what to say, and she remembers when she told him in chapter 42 that she wasn't giving up yet on becoming a better person and on their possible relationship. She collects herself and then says, standing, I'm glad to have met you, Yuki. I'm glad I came to this school. Every day was as exciting as a festival. I got angry, I laughed. I know I caused problems, but at the heart of it all, you were always there, Yuki. I loved you, I really did. That's why I'll be praying. I want you to find your own happiness. Maybe you're happy now, and if that's the case, I'll pray that you find even more happiness. I'm sure the days I spend here are what they call happiness, and you gave me that happiness, Yuki. This is the only way that I can repay you. Thank you. Motoko thinks, I'm not standing here because I want my feelings to be accepted at this point. I only want to tell you that I was happy. I'm truly glad that I met you. Let those feelings reach him. Yuki stands too and wipes a tear away from her cheek. I don't deserve those feelings, he says, but yes, thank you very much. He blushes and smiles, and she smiles too. Yuki apologizes that he never realized her feelings, and she stops him because she's happy and doesn't want to spoil the moment. Besides, there might be someone who's always had an unrequited love for me, Motoko says, and Yuki suggests former president Takei, and she's like, that's completely out of the question. <laughs> he laughs and smiles, and Motoko cries. We see graduation day. Makoto Takei holds his diploma with a clenched fist and cries. <laughs> the main Prince Yuki trio look kind of miffed. After graduation, Nao finds Motoko alone in a classroom. She's about to leave, but he takes her hand, and Motoko is surprised. I, I always... Nao blurts out, blushing, and then gathers his courage. Even when you leave something, you find something new. Go ahead and say goodbye. What comes next is nice to meet you. So I'm hoping for you. Even after you graduate, I hope you'll be okay. I want you to keep smiling so brightly. I'll be praying, Nao says. Makoto takes his hands in hers. Okay, Sakuragi-kun, you take care too, and thank you, she says, smiling, tears in her eyes. Motoko leaves and Nao blushes. Later, Nao meets up with Kakuru and Yuki, and Kakuru teases him. Did you cool off your melon? My melon is always cool, Nao says, and sassily asks if they finish their work. <laughs> we transition away with the narration, goodbye, and nice to meet you. Elsewhere, Hiro's mother introduces him to his new baby sister, Hinata, and she asks, she asks if he wants to hold her. I can't do that, Hinata's a girl, he says. Okay, Mama will just have to hold you both, his mom says with a smile, and Hiro smiles too. At the main house, Kagura visits with Shigure and Hattori. Rin is in the hospital again, and Kagura accepted her high school diploma on her behalf. Hey, is Isuzu really in the hospital? Kagura asks. That's what I hear, Tori says, but no one can tell me which hospital she's in or how to contact her. Didn't your mother ever tell you not to poke your nose where it doesn't belong? Shigure asks. Of course she did, Kagura says. I'm just... I'm afraid, you know. I'm afraid she won't come back. The chapter closes on Akito leaving a room with scissors in hand. Long strands of black hair fall into the ground near her. And that's the end of chapter 103. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> 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 That's how I feel when I read that chapter. That like sort of like guttural scream. <laughs> I hope it got picked up on the microphone well. <laughs> what a roller coaster ride! So many confessions, yeah. so many emotions, <laughs> especially fear right at the end. <laughs> what should we talk about first? Do we talk about some cute things first? <laughs> sure. Okay. Can we talk about Machi and how great this is? <laughs> Everything about this mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's a sweet chapter. Um. We got the we finally get kind of the the last little bit of Machi's deal. Yeah. All explained. That's true. Mm-hmm. We got a bit of her sort of like backstory before. Mm-hmm. Um but this is like a bit more that wasn't quite revealed yet. Yeah. And like it's a mostly a pretty uplifting chapter. Like we get the like horrible stuff from her horrible family. <laughs> but you know, we see yes. like she's got like <laughs> you know, it obviously it ends with the really sweet scene with Yuki and we see she's got like support from Kakiru and just a good mm-hmm. chapter for Machi. <laughs> I like that um 
Kakiru is like, let's go. What do you say we go visit her? And he just like drags Yuki there. First yeah. Of all. <laughs> I think he is. And he's doing it to be supportive. Yeah. Like, I think he obviously kind of knows, like, like kind of suspects what Machi's deal is and like suspects that she'll talk to him more with, talk more about it with Yuki and that'll help her out. So. Yeah. It seems like he kind of orchestrated, not like the girls talking mm-hmm. about it, not the classmates talking about it, but I feel like he kind of orchestrated being like, I bet. That she'll talk to someone who's not me about it. And she's not, like, talking to her family, so. Yeah, like, just, like, that whole conversation leading up where yeah. he's just like, so, yeah, you want to hear, like, that crazy story? Kind of funny, huh? Hey, about how about we go talk to Machi? <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. All the while being, like, she'll probably talk to Yuki about this. She won't <clears throat> talk to me, and she doesn't talk to her family, but. Yeah, I like how he, like, politely forces his way in, too. <laughs> like, she's trying to slam the door, and he, like, catches it and is like, excuse, excuse us. us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yuki's completely unfazed. Yeah. It's like, oh, three dark memories. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. And they go and like clean up all her stuff for her, which is kind of nice. Yeah. TV Bay left it just messy enough that it didn't bother her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like partly because, mostly because they're teenage boys and they just like, there was stuff they just didn't want to clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yuki was like taping up her thing, like taping up whatever that is, like a door or a screen or something, window. Yeah. When they have their. Their heartwarming discussion. Mm-hmm. Yuki's so kind when she mm-hmm. um, kind of like dumps all of these feelings on him. He's just like, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the just like the just quiet accepting okay after she like confesses the whole thing at the end. Mm-hmm. He also praised her, which is what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you hear my screaming? I mean, <laughs> 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 I mean, Yuki's someone who knows what it's like not to be praised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think he would sympathize quite a bit with her situation so, mm-hmm. and how she's feeling we talked about it before on how like similar their like the emotional aspect of their upbringing was with their like parents like wanting them to be perfect and deciding what they're going to do for everything and then like being like oh they're so dull they don't have a personality and they're like mm-hmm. i was doing what you told me to do <laughs> being in his case just being like left in an abusive yeah. place and then in her case being like completely shut out mm-hmm which is, I mean, not dissimilar, I guess. Yeah. Didn't Yuki tell Kakiru about some of his deal? Yeah. Cause... Maybe that's how he kind of put two and two together, that maybe they would mm-hmm. could talk to each other, could relate with each other. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Kakiru, Kakiru, like, he says that he's dumb and he, like, acts like he's dumb, but he's very perceptive. I can't remember if we talked mm-hmm. about this before about him, but I feel like this is a good example of that. Yeah, and I like the scene toward the end where he's just, like, sitting outside the door listening to them talk and, like, smiles. Mm-hmm. He's like, just as planned. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Kekaku or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think he's trying to take care of Machi. Like, we've seen a couple times in the past where he, like, saved her from, it secretly saved her from bullying and um, some other stuff. But he also is, I think he's trying to be a good friend to Yuki. I think he sees mm-hmm. their situation. The developing yeah. romance, and mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like being their he's wingman. Being a... Yeah, it's like he's being a good bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a bro and a good brother. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in both senses of the word. <laughs> I find it. I never really thought about it before until this read through that like both Yuki and Machi have like kind of brother issues, like weird relationships with their brothers. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly the same, but. It's just an interesting like thing they have in common, I guess. Yeah. Also, like, in the scene when Yuki and Kakiru are walking, like, to Machi's house, and 
He just like slumps the cock. He's like, please stop changing yes. subjects. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really cute friend dynamic. It's funny, we were mm-hmm. just talking about how, so in the anime, if you're listening to this, you probably watched the anime, I guess, but like the first episode of season two of the anime, we did our episode, we released our episode of it on Monday. And we were talking about how it's funny to see like how much they, like Yuki didn't really like him when they met. And like now how cute mm-hmm. and close they are as friends. Mm-hmm. Or lovers, yeah. depending on how you feel about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, these are like good chapters to contrast those that episode. Yeah, it's kind of a culmination of the whole like Yuki and Machi's interactions mm-hmm. and shows like how far Yuki and Kakiru have come, and also Motoko. Yeah, but just compared to that first meeting where he's like, he's like, "Is this going to be okay? Am I going to survive this?" <laughs> In fact, you'll be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> And lovers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Purposely leaves end of sentence open for interpretation. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. I, what weird happenstance that they just happened to release those two things and then we happened to record this episode. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how far their relate, how much their relationship has changed, even in kind of a sh- relatively short period of time. Like mm-hmm. they can be very close. Yuki's very friendly with. Kakiru, they even like tease each other back and forth which is great mm-hmm. and machi too who he she kind of withdrew away from yuki in the first episode mm-hmm. the first time they met and yeah now she's come around to like opening up about some of the like really deep traumatizing things in her life so. yeah like the contrast of the first scene where he like even like reaches toward her is like are you okay and she's like i'm fine like jerking away from him mm-hmm. to like hear where you know, he like pats he her on the head, and then like in the next chapter, she like try she like almost reaches out to try and comfort him. <laughs> it was so cute. I'm just laughing because it was adorable. Yeah. The little with the way that's drawn, where she's like like stare. He's like, <sighs> and then you can see her like staring at him, like yeah. I don't know what to do. And then like reaching out her hand, like maybe I should do something. And then Kimi like pushes her out yeah. the way before she can do anything. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's really funny <laughs> set of panels. <laughs> I feel like I relate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is cute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So she even, first she was, she, in their first meeting, she recoiled from his touch. And then now it's come around to where they're like physically comforting each other, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the romance comedy that we signed up for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> even the second chapter that we talked about for the most part was too. <laughs> yeah. It's like so many confessions. So for the very end. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. This is the shoujo that we all... <laughs> Yeah, these two chapters, except for, like, those last two pages, are, like, just straight up, like, high school comedy romance drama stuff. Pretty much. Like... <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about the last part, but... Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other things that you want to say about uh, Kakiru, the sleepy trio? Kakiru, Machi, and Yuki? <laughs> uh, let me see. The sleepy trio that I'm referring to is a post that was going around Tumblr. <laughs> 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 Illustrations of Yuki and Kakiru. Yuki, like, waking up... <laughs> half asleep Kakiru sleeping on the couch and like Machi like half asleep in her like messy room in like mm-hmm. one of the chapters we reviewed recently <laughs> yeah made my heart smile <laughs> yeah I like how in the next year with the in the next year Kakiru's just like okay I'm just gonna go to sleep then. yeah she's <laughs> <laughs> like well I'm depressed now time for me to sleep it's like do you just like you only you can... and he just like lays down on the floor like right there <laughs> yeah and they're like don't do you think that he just like he has one mode it's like talk a lot or sleep it's one or the other <laughs> yeah he's like a like a greyhound. They're either <laughs> running a thousand miles an hour or they're fast asleep. <laughs> Maybe his little symbol can be a greyhound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's slightly different than Sugar Ray's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's an honorary Mabudachi. He should have an animal. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I think his symbol would be like a little pot since he Oh yeah, you're right. that's how his name is read. <laughs> yeah, you're right. How I'm so mistaken. I was so wrong about him being water gun or whatever I said before. <laughs> I was thinking about his outlaw black um Yeah. <laughs> inner character. He's like too too innocent to be a gun, but um Yeah. <laughs> not not too innocent to be not be some kind of toy gun. Did the words I say even make sense? It's fine, whatever. <laughs> none of that sentence was grammatically correct. <laughs> it's fine. Machi has to be a maple leaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be okay. Because she likes red. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> I still think Kimi's a. Kimi's probably like a pile of money, like I said, a bag of money, like the bag of money <laughs> emoji, or just like um, like a diamond. That like a like a blingy diamond like that sparkly yeah like a rhinestone not a diamond yeah. Kimmy's in uh, top form in this chapter too Kimmy was great I loved her being like we didn't comment on Kimmy we didn't comment on now yeah we didn't comment on Kimmy being like Kimmy was like Kimmy believes in Machi and then immediately Machi leaves she's like Kim, what Kimmy believed in you like uh, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, so many other things, but yeah, that yeah. one was my favorite one of her sets of lines. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> She's just like, she looks so dramatic and earnest when she's saying it. Like, it can't be. Kimmy believed in you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she's earnest in the first one, and then she's like so betrayed in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy believed in you. Maybe I should make that the title for this episode. I mean, <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything that happened. Yeah. Just called Kimmy believed, believed in, in you. you. There's no episode number either. Just says Kimmy believed in you. <laughs> what were you even looking up? Something about Kakiru? Yeah, I can't remember. I just remembered something funny. Oh, you then... were like, let me check your notes about Machi and yeah. if there's anything else to say about Machi, Kakiru, and Yuki. Yeah, I don't have anything. Okay. <laughs> Except for just this funny, just funny things. Funny things. Kimmy believed in you. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, good. We covered So we covered all your notes about Kimi. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the Kimi notes. There's a whole section of your notebook that's just titled, like, Things Kimi Said. Yes. <laughs> An ode to Kimi. Okay, enough about Kimi. Let's talk about Makoto. Makoto. Okay. Motoko. Let's talk about Motoko. Motoko. <laughs> Thank God I'll never talk about, talk them. about them ever again <laughs> after this. Yeah, it's funny how often they show up in the same chapters. Cause, they like, only show up in the same chapters yeah, to make yeah, me struggle. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like you wouldn't think they were that closely related characters. Like, but I'm laying my head on the the desk. <laughs> can hear it. <laughs> they, I guess, but they they're kind of like they're both intertwined in their their love of Yuki. Like yeah, Motoko, so they're like the Yuki cheer squad, but <laughs> pretty much because Motoko has the fan club, and then she's kind of like a weird like rival with Makoto. In the sense that mm-hmm. for a brief period of time, she was like, tell me who's on the student council. And he was like, no. Yeah. Um, but then they're both like, I I would stay back for Yuki and I love Yuki this and I love Yuki that. So mm-hmm. they're kind of, they're kind of similar in that way. Yeah. But I love this, the little scene of them at graduation where he's, <laughs> Makoto's holding the, um, the diploma and then like with his fish clen- fist yeah. clenched and like crying. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> like this is how I felt when I got my diplomas for school. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, out of here, bitches. <laughs> His last hurrah in the series, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, I actually thought Matoko's Ma- um, actually thought Matoko's confession. It's not really a confession, but her thing that she says to Yuki was actually pretty nice. Like mm-hmm. this chapter, I knew 
I knew there was going to be another confrontation between the two of them, and I th- I didn't really remember how it went because I'm, I think as stated in our anime break, I don't care that much about Matoko, but mm-hmm. it was nice. It was very sweet. She was like, I yeah. had a lot of things I wanted to say to you, but in the end, like mm-hmm. I just wanted to say thank you for the time that we spent together, which was nice. Yeah, the nice kind of culmination of her little character arc. Yeah, her mini growth. Everybody her grows. Chapters, yeah. In Furuba. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about yeah. that a long time ago. Remember when we talked about. Mm-hmm her when she's like first introduced and i was like but she actually has like a thing that happens and yeah this was the thing so mm-hmm. so it was nice yeah and we we and uh, we got some now focus yeah, for once finally <laughs> you got some stuff to do <laughs> i also enjoyed now sass where he was like what short people don't have the right to exist which yeah <laughs> made me laugh multiple times while i was reading it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i like how he's like he's like extra like irritable in this chapter and they're and everyone else in the council is like, what's your deal? And then, like, immediately figure out what his deal is. <laughs> and then he runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and Kaku's like, oh, I figured it must be true. Because <laughs> he ran yeah. away. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing, but it also just sort of shows that the council, like, really are, like, kind of friends at this point. know each other pretty well. Because they're like, oh, he's being, like, extra now right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do know each other well. Um, and they are... I mean, they're basically like, teasing him, and he's kind of like, whatever. And then even at the end when he comes back, Kaguya's like, oh, did you cool off your melon? And he's like, my melon's always cool. Anyway, like, mm-hmm. they kind of, like... So they... He also doesn't, like, let their teasing really get to him, except for that time where he's like, no, they're going to figure out my secret feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought na- what now says to uh, Matoko is also nice. He's not like, mm-hmm. I love you. He's like, you know, like, there's always a chance for the future, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, saying goodbye means that the next thing will be like nice to meet you or whatever. Yeah, they're both they're both very sweet. They're very unselfish uh, love confessions. Mm-hmm. They're barely. I mean, we know that they're they're pining for each other, or they're pining. Mm-hmm. She's pining for Yuki, and he's pining for her from for mm-hmm. Doko. But like, I don't think they even confess. They're like, they don't say that they like each other. They don't say they love each other. They just say like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm hoping for you or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a yeah. It's more just like a like I'm happy to have spent this time with you. It made my. <laughs> time at the school more enjoyable and i hope you go on to be happy yes. which is like very sweet yes the best kind of confession <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like a non non-love confession <laughs> question mark mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know how to describe it it's like i love you but don't feel weird about it <laughs> <laughs> i i care about you a lot hope you do good mm-hmm. kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of <laughs> When you add kid to something, it makes it less weird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or more, I guess. <laughs> punch to the shoulder. Yeah. You know. You're like, I really like, thanks for spending time with me. Punch to the shoulder. Yeah. That's what you do if you're like, Uo. Although Uo had a, yeah. had a, a love confession as well <laughs> with Torino, <laughs> right? That was more yeah. like, I didn't think our time together was a waste. Actually, it was kind of similar <laughs> now that you think about it. Yeah. It wasn't dissimilar. Her, hers but. is a little more aggressive. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot more screaming. I mean, although yeah. now now seemed to be yelling a lot. I think there were a lot of exclamation yeah. points in his dialogue. Yeah. I think he just can't go lower than like a six or seven <laughs> on the scale. So that's kind of, you know, that's his neutral. <laughs> that's his, emo- his emotional is screaming, but his neutral is like just yelling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he is kind of like that. He's always kind of amped up. <laughs> he's never not he never is like neutral like i feel like yuki's very like quiet all the time yeah that's kind of his style of talking 
even when he's like that's stupid like uh yeah <laughs> whenever he makes his like offhanded comments either to like based on something shigure said to kyo or to it during yeah. like the student council he kind of does the same thing where one person will be like that's dumb like when uh mm-hmm. now was like about kaku's crazy skating in the halls idea yeah i like that panel. Was, like, it's like that's it stupid was, and he's like it's, it's stupid. stupid yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> he just like confirms it's like i can confirm that that is indeed stupid <laughs> i agree with now about this but in a more quiet way <laughs> I like how Kakeru, my favorite Kakeru line so far has been this, shut up and listen to something I have to say, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? It was really great. It's, guys, shut up and listen to this important thing I have, I have to, to say. say. Yeah. <laughs> Proceeds to say something completely Stupid. unimportant. Yeah, it was wonderful. I used to have that as like, <laughs> it's like an icon on Live Journal. Nice. It's just the, pan- it's just the panel of him saying like, shut up and listen to this important thing I have something to say. I have to say. <laughs> That's wonderful. What a flashback from the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I say flash from the past? I meant, I meant <laughs> blast from the past. <laughs> <laughs> Talking not good today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any more things to say about Motoko, Nao, Makoto? Any, any, <laughs> speak now or forever hold your peace because they're not coming back. I <laughs> know, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I think that's... <laughs> Oh my god, as far as that. <laughs> oh, I have one other thing I just thought of, which is that I liked the memories that they kind of, that Takaya picked for things. So, like, Yuki has these this memory of of talking about Kyo. Like, when Kakeru mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, nothing nothing that you do is going to change the fact that he hates you. And mm-hmm. him, it's Yuki thinking about Kyo. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that moment with the, the whole, like, like it doesn't matter you're the bad guy in his eyes and he's like well that seems fair like, yeah because <laughs> he's had the same like perspective and yeah it just goes to show his like you know growing self-awareness of himself in that situation mm-hmm. in their relationship so mm-hmm. yeah it's just a nice little thing yeah it was nice even the little memories that uh um that matoko had too of like her she has like that it's a flashback it's actually the it was the thing that happened in the anime episode that we just watched so it was in mm-hmm. chapter 42 or whatever where she's like I'm not giving up yet I had that little flashback too which was nice yeah. I like it when there's little callbacks I mean there's been a, mm-hmm. a bunch already in the series so far but I felt like these yeah. two were interesting especially the one with Yuki because it was like so far back that was like when they were like walking that was like the first school. chapter it was, yeah, like, yeah I think so it was like before we met Kyo <laughs> yeah exactly it was before mm-hmm. they turned into animals <laughs> yeah, it's before she discovered the family curse. <laughs> no ordinary curse. Nope, <laughs> not your ordinary family curse. <laughs> oh, that'll never not be funny. <laughs> Just like the night school doctor. <laughs> Continuity jokes. I'm bringing them. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last part. Let's talk about Kagura talking to scary and Hattori. Although there's not that much to say, except... Did you talk about that uh, Hero's Baby Sisters? Oh, yeah, born? sorry. I skipped <laughs> something else exciting that was cute. Yeah, yeah Hero's Baby Sisters is, has been born, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Hero's mom yeah. was in fine form as usual, being the best mom, mm-hmm. being the best parent, yeah. other than Shisho mm-hmm. and the Soma family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And Hero's being a good boy. Yeah, Hero's always a good boy. Yeah. It's cute. There's just It's a very smiley little scene, mm-hmm. so... He's like, I can't do that. And she's like, well, I just have to hold you both. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> heart. The shoujo <laughs> I was promised. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was very cute. And he's all smiley. Everybody's smiley. <laughs> I like baby Hinata. She's in yeah. a couple other just things. Just Hero's mom holding a baby and a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I 
a baby in a moderately sized teenage sheep. How big do you, yeah. think, a, how big do you think a teenage <laughs> equivalent of a sheep, sheep. is? <laughs> He's no longer yeah, a lamb. Heavier than a baby. Yeah. yeah. They'd have to all sit on the floor and he'd just have to like stand next to yeah. her probably. <laughs> you can maybe you can maybe have sheep hero like kind of on on your lap and then the baby kind of resting on top i think like baby he should take fluffy. rides on on um, yeah <laughs> on sheep hero i mm-hmm. think it has to happen you know there's got to be a family like a baby photo of them like that somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we could keep this in the in the in the private photo album <laughs> well, everybody has their, or you like, can just be like oh no we just went to the petting zoo yeah petting zoo it's like how come it's labeled hero and Hanada? where's hero oh it's, he it's, he's in the, the back photo. there <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole realm of headcanon that i've never done before i was just like if you shear hero as a sheep does that mean his hair is short when he changes back <laughs> i have questions <laughs> Can we start a little like hero yarn business? Like, <laughs> so maybe you get like a cursed sweater. <laughs> if you put on the sweater, do you... does it change into a person? <laughs> Wait, I've <laughs> maybe you, when you hug the sweater, it turns into people hair. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world doesn't deserve to hear the things that we just said. <laughs> it's not ready. No. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Speaking of hair, should we talk about the last scene? Yeah. <laughs> An effortless segue. <laughs> Not disturbing at all. Yeah. Uh yeah. How about that clearly Rin's hair? That was yeah. the end of that scene. So fucked up. Yep. <laughs> it didn't really show I mean it was hinted at last time where she is, but didn't really show Mm-hmm. Exactly this time. Yeah, it's uh, it's some some bad's going down. Something terrible's <laughs> happening, but it's okay because not spoiler. We'll find out next time. That's yeah. that's gonna be the topic of what happens next time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, Cogger. First of all, I have questions. How did she graduate when she wasn't at school? <laughs> I guess she took enough to pass, but maybe she did her exams and then she just didn't go to the grad. She couldn't go to the graduation, so Cogger went for her. Yeah. Do you think that, like, Kagura pretended to be her? Like, stole one of her uniforms and was just like, I'm Rin now. Give me this diploma. <laughs> or do you think she just went and accepted it? I think she just accepted it. <laughs> but if this was a more traditional uh, romance comedy, that would definitely be what happened. <laughs> like, Rin's, Rin's missing, but we have to accept her diploma. We're gonna have to find a way. <laughs> Momiji's like, and I'm both of their mothers. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of dangerous headcanon in this dangerous <laughs> discussion chat in this episode. <laughs> That's what would happen if it was like uh, Oran level shoujo. Yeah. But it's not like that. <laughs> and nobody would know the difference. Yeah, that would, it's definitely an Oran scheme. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, some, something bad is certainly happening to Rin at Kido's behest. And Ka- nobody mm-hmm. seems to know. Even Hattori doesn't know where she is. Although I feel like it might be implied that Shiguri knows that something's going on where he's like, don't ask questions, but yeah, I don't think he actually knows. I was just mm-hmm. like, what is, why is Shiguri being such an a-hole? I mean... Because he, he's Shiguri. <laughs> it's not out of character, but in this time he's just like, don't ask questions, Kakura. And it's like, N- or ask questions! Why are you being so mm-hmm. weird? Don't you care where Rin is? Listen. Yeah. I mean, it could be like a, like, something bad is obviously happening to her, or maybe you should yeah. keep something bad from happening to you. Yes. Like... <laughs> he was like, didn't your mother ever tell you not to 
yeah sticky nose and stuff and i mean cocker's mother actually has so yeah <laughs> actually like, literally. Fact, literally we saw <laughs> she's like i don't want you going to that beach house with all those all those juni she <laughs> just like that that's exactly how it happened <laughs> i'm spreading the facts zodiac boys are bad influence on me I don't want you hanging around those Zodiac boys <laughs> with their Beatles haircuts and their greaser jackets. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just, just coping with the sadness. Don't, don't mind me. Uh, I don't. I want to leave the discussion of Rin at that. I guess. Yeah. The completely accurate facts. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's not too much else as you can say. No, except for, not that uh, I want to. Uh, <laughs> But because it's a shoujo, everything will be fine in the end, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's rated T for teen. Nothing bad can happen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, nothing bad what? happens to teens. <laughs> <laughs> like said, everyone going to a lake house alone for the yes. weekend ever. <laughs> There's certainly not an axe murderer out here. <laughs> it could possibly happen at this summer camp for young teens. <laughs> okay, good. Well, let's leave it at that. <laughs> Um, I don't have any other things I wanted to say. We do have some spoiler things that we can talk about, I think, mm-hmm. perhaps. So we'll uh, we'll wrap up non-spoilers for now, but we'll talk about spoilers real quick after the music. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Honestly, forgot. I was laughing so much that I forgot if I said my spiel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about spoilers. Right. Hey, <laughs> let me get my greaser jacket. <laughs> Bad influence, running around spoiling everyone. <laughs> my poodle skirt. Tell me more. Tell me more. I got chills. They're multiplying. <laughs> we already talked about grease one time. We can't do that again. <laughs> Never seen that rule. Yeah. <laughs> A good point. We're just laughing because the only spoiler to talk about is Rin and how sad it is. <laughs> I do have one happier spoiler. Oh, yeah? What is that? Is that the well, scene with Hiro and Hanada <gasps> kind of foreshadows Hiro's curse-breaking scene where he gets to hold her and it's yes. cute. <laughs> it's one of the like curse-breaking scenes that I find... I mean, they're all really great, but that one is like very touching where he's yeah. like... It's like, you know, he wants to be a good... He wants to be a good brother. He wants to be a good boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we see scenes of him just, like, yeah, just, like, playing with his sister, but, like, you know, only able to, like, you know, hold his hands out to her and stuff, but in that scene, he's, like, he feels the curse breaking and immediately just picks up his baby sister, like, that's the first thing he does. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. And then then their mom comes in and hugs them both. all of them. (laughs) So great. Mm-hmm. It is an uplifting. That's a good spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a nice little bit of lightness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, after, after... Is it? I think it's Momiji first, and then Hiro. Mm-hmm. After Momiji's kind of like, mm, yeah, I need to think about it. I need to think yeah. about how I feel about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you're like, he doesn't have any other like family or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of super alone. And then in Hiro's case, um, he immediately has his sister and his mom. Yeah, to give some big hugs. Mm-hmm. It's real cute. All oh, hugs. That's what we need. Yeah. You know, she, like, never stopped hugging him for, like, a week straight after that. <laughs> she was just like, wow, you're not a sheep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. like, Mom, please. Probably. Loving it. <laughs> they probably hug all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Probably. Secretly cry a little inside. Mm-hmm.
he's like, Mom, stop. I'm pretending to be a like a standoffish teenage boy. And inside, he's like super happy about it. This is more speculative anyway. headcanon that I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a very, um, very head- headcanon heavy episode. In Saturn but... news. Yeah, Rin. <laughs> sad. Very sad. Trapped mm-hmm. in the cat's room. Yeah. Almost dead. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. It's the very next one where Kareno. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it leads right into it after. Kareno finds the person going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think um, Hiro also finally talks to Haru. I'm just looking yeah, at it. Yeah, the next right now. several chapters are all written heavy. Yes. Which is like, yay, but oh. <laughs> yeah. It gets happier at the end. <laughs> well, Hiro's also finally able to talk about all the things that were like kind of weighing on him. So that's yeah. good too. Mm-hmm. I love Haru's like, um, righteously angry face at the end of the next chapter. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And we get another cute like pat on the head scene. Patting people on the head is the ultimate way to show affection. This is what I learned from Fruits Basket. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. T- hard pats here on the head after he <laughs> confesses all his <laughs> dark knowledge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dark knowledge. Um, yeah, there's not too much to talk about since it's like immediately going to be yeah. dealt with. But <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot to say except that it's cute and it's the part. I mean, the part. The next two chapters that we're going to talk about are are pretty dark. But then like the part where um like haru kind of like picks up rent and stuff is really great it's like one of mm-hmm. also one of my favorite parts it's very sweet yeah it's like the next bits are pretty dark but then it gets really it ends in a nice place <laughs> yeah and then she stays with shisho the best parent mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> taking in all the last all the lost junishi <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any other things that i want to talk about because we're going to talk about it next time but yeah spoilers it's gonna be fun <laughs> so dark yeah i had to get all my jokes in this time there won't be jokes for next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. You, you doubt that there won't be jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll find something to joke about. It's like, have you met us? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. The way that we deal with sadness is with humor, obviously. <laughs> okay, I don't have any other things to say. I think we can wrap it up for now. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So next time we'll talk about chapters 104 and 105. It'll be a rinstravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Woo? Question mark. Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time for that. Bye. Bye. (laughs) At the main house, Kakiru visits... Kakiru. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is in contact with Yame, so it's like not really out of the question, but... (laughs) Hello, it's Ellen. If you want to send us a question, you can find us on Twitter at StayTogetherPod, on Tumblr at StayTogetherPodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an email at StayTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Kayla and I want to keep creating podcasts and keep them ad-free, so if you like what you're listening to, please consider giving to our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash StayTogetherNetwork. Thank you always for listening and for all your support. We'll see you next time.